I'd like to share a little bit uh, some people who have had an extraordinary experience when it comes to the Eucharist. There's a, a set of people who for many years have just lived off the Eucharist, not eat, eating anything else, and some of them not even drinking water. And I'll just share a few of them. So there's uh, St. Angela of Foligno, who for 12 years lived off the Eucharist. Um, she died at the age of 62 in 1310. Catherine of Siena, uh, mixed reports, but it seems like most of her life, most of her adult life, she lived strictly on the Eucharist. Um, others would oftentimes say, you have to eat. And if she did, she often felt sick. So she lived mostly off the Eucharist for her adult life. Uh, St. Lidwina, I don't know if that's how you say it, from Holland. She lived 19 years, the last 19 years of her life, dying in 1433. St. Nicholas of Flu, 20 years living off the Eucharist, uh, died in 1486. St. Joseph of Cupertino, uh, lived the last 15 years of his life just solely on the Eucharist, died in 1663. And Catherine Emmerich lived for 12 years on the Eucharist and she died in 1824. Alexandria de Costa lived for 13 years only on the Eucharist, died in 1955. Teresa Neumann uh, died in 1962. For 36 years she lived solely on the Eucharist. Uh, Florapas de Jesus, also known as Lola, she died in 1999, lived 60 years solely on the Eucharist. So, pretty amazing, huh? These people that are all across time and they all lived this way, just receiving Jesus daily um, and allowing the Lord to take care of them. Now, some of these people are more well-documented than others, so it's interesting. If you go online and try to look up, like, living without food, there's, there's like, one yogi in, uh, in India somewhere who's kind of known to do this, um, or has, had been known to do that. Um, of course, people will say, oh, it's, it's just this or it's that, it's not real. But these people, I would say, are, are true believers in the Eucharist, and they, by their lives, show that. Now, why do I share this on this solemnity of the Corpus Christi that we're celebrating today? Well, I want, I want you to know the veracity, the truth of the Eucharist. It is Jesus that is in the host. He comes to us to nourish us, to care for us, to feed us. He says in the Gospel of John today, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink the blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. So Jesus, he gives us himself, the spiritual food in the Eucharist, so that we can have what we need to stay close to him. And it, in the case of these people, he actually gave them what they needed also physically, and the Eucharist alone to sustain them. We can take it as a clear sign, it's a clear sign that there is much more in the Eucharist than meets the eye. Jesus himself is there. Now, the reality is many people who come to receive the Eucharist, I think, um, different reasons, are probably not always really disposed to see anything other than a piece of bread. You know, we hear all the time, there's many, many Catholics or many, many people who don't believe in the Eucharist. But for those who truly discern the body of Christ, the Eucharist is a powerful, it is a powerful gift, which brings sanctity and gives us 
a spiritual nourishment and that spiritual nourishment needed for deeper conversion in our lives. Uh, just a, a quick word from a saint from the past, Saint Alphonsus Liguri, he's a doctor of the church. He says this about receiving the Eucharist. There is no prayer more agreeable to God or more profitable to the soul than that which is made during the Thanksgiving after communion. So if, if you hear nothing else today at Mass, maybe just hear that. Every time we receive the Eucharist, we should offer a prayer of thanksgiving. I would venture to say, unless we can and unless we intend to offer a prayer of thanksgiving, we should not receive. There's, this is no ordinary bread. This is Jesus that we take into our bodies. And he wants to commune with us. He wants to be with us. He wants to uh, share that special time, that special union with us. And so are we willing to do that when we come? Strive to make your reception of the Eucharist reverent, make it sacramental. Don't forget that it is some, not just something, but someone we are receiving. If we have serious sin on our souls, we should go to confession. If we're not in the state to, to receive communion, you know, if we don't believe in his church, if we don't believe in the things that he teaches, then we shouldn't be surprised that when we receive, our lives are not changed. I think to the degree that we are disposed to receive our Lord and are open to his grace, that will be the nourishment that we receive in the sacrament of the Eucharist. If we aren't disposed, then there's no way for that grace to take hold in our lives. It will just pass over us. If we have doubts about Jesus in the Eucharist, ask Jesus to reveal himself to you. Have courage to ask great things of him. Get in the state of grace and invite Jesus to invite Invite him into your life, and you will meet him. He will not deny you if you put into your desires and speak to him and ask him to make himself known to you and put him at the center of your life. And if you allow him to sit on the throne of your soul, the throne in your, in your heart, then you will find that he will care for you. He will be our good shepherd. He will feed you both in body and soul and shepherd you into eternal life, which is our goal. It does require faith, doesn't it? It's not easy to see Jesus in the Eucharist. Though our study and our formation in the faith can help shrink the gap between knowledge of what we think we know in the world around us and what we believe in faith, the knowledge and mystery can come a little bit closer together through that study. But there comes a time when we have to take that leap of faith, don't we? We have to jump across that gap. No matter how close they are together, there's still going to be that need to jump into the arms of Christ. So today, I invite you to consider your Eucharistic devotion. Do not be unbelieving, but believe in Jesus and the Eucharist. Do not doubt, but have faith. Let us echo the words of St. Thomas Aquinas when he was asked by our Lord, Thomas, what do you want? Thomas answered, Non nisi te domine, nothing but you, Lord. May we have a, such a hunger for Christ that when we come to the Eucharist with our souls open to carry away all the treasures which are hidden there, it may overwhelm our souls. May we be renewed in our prayers of thanksgiving and our love for the Eucharist adoration and for our love for the Mass. You may know that as American Catholics, we are in the midst of a Eucharistic revival. It's a call to renew our belief in the power of the Eucharist, to reintroduce our belief 
an understanding of this miracle that Jesus comes to us under the simple guise of bread and wine. We are inviting God to open our eyes to see this marvelous gift with renewed awe and wonder, with hearts converted. So when we come to receive the Eucharist today, return to your pews, knowing you have the Lord in you. Speak to him within your heart. Lay before him your desires, your concerns, your hopes, and worship God, for he is with you. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine.